0: Welcome to Bolts of the Roundtable. Here is your host, Terry Bonadonna. Thank you, Mike. Welcome once again to Bolts of the Roundtable. We're actually at two roundtables today. I get my own. Just want to make sure we're clear on that right from the beginning. We are joined today by three pitchers, so we're going to get a different perspective on things than we got last week. Let me introduce them to you right now. The first man up A fourth-year Thunderbolt, the team's all-time strikeout leader. Happy to have him with me here today, Mr. Jake Fisher. Thank you for being here, Jake.
1: It's good to be here, Terry. Thanks for inviting me up here.
0: The next one up is a second-year Thunderbolt. Joined last season in a trade coming over from the American Association, and he has been a mainstay in the starting rotation all of this year. Mr. Zach Westcott, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me, Terry and a college teammate of Zach Westcott, and a rookie who has been very good out of the bullpen this year for the Bolts, Mr. Josh Glick. Thank you for stopping by.
2: Thanks, Terry. Happy to be here.
0: So as you heard, we've got Jake Fisher, Zach Westcott, Josh Glick, two starters, one reliever, two veterans, one rookie. So we've got a good mix of guys here today, and I'm going to start things off with you guys. I did the same thing last week, just trying to break the ice here as we start things on Bolts of the Roundtable. Where do you guys come from? What brings you to Standard Bank Stadium and and how are things going so far for you?
1: (laughs) It's going really good. It's going really good. I mean, we've had a a good season so far and we're finally getting to the time of year fighting for a wild card spot with a couple other teams. And this is when it gets exciting. This is when every pitch matters and what everybody looks for and plays for every year.
0: You mentioned the uh, playoff race. Thunderbolt's right now in in the midst of the wild card chase. And this is your fourth year with the thunderbolts the bolts have stayed in it for a little while the last couple of years but this is the first time we get into mid-august where things are really heating up in the playoff race how have you found that this is different than the last couple of seasons
1: well i think it's the group of guys honestly i mean we have a pretty good core group of guys that have been here for the past couple years ransom malon larry balkwell coco johnson myself i mean we've all played together you know for the past couple years and every year we've we've always started off pretty hot you know i mean we've always came off to a solid start and And nothing's changed but the last couple years it's kind of always fizzled out towards the end and this year something's different you know this is the last year a few of us i mean that core group especially that this last year we can all play together i mean for aging out of this league wise and stuff like that and people's careers i mean you know this age and uh it's kind of good to know that we're coming together at the end and kind of making a push to actually have a chance to win it
0: Josh, things are a little bit different for you. This is your first year in professional baseball. So what's it been like adjusting to the game here and jumping right into this?
2: Um, with the leadership we have from the names that Jake just rattled off, you know, it's a lot of leadership. It makes it a lot easier on my part to really just hop in with the team and join in. Um, definitely makes it a lot easier being on the mound. You know, you got a lot of faith in everybody around you. And uh, especially having Zach here, you mentioned earlier they were college teammates. So, you know, there's a familiarity there. So it definitely makes it easier on my part. You mentioned the, the college teammates, and I mentioned it too at the, the beginning of the show.
0: But uh, Zach and Josh, was there any communication between the two of you before Josh signed with the Thunderbolts here?
3: Uh, there was. Um, it came at a, at a time when we had just made a couple of transactions with the guys getting picked up and uh, we are releasing a guy out of our pen. So there was a spot. I know Josh, um, I know he could throw. I knew he'd have success in this league. Um, so I just popped into Biga's office and had mentioned him. Biga told me to give him a shout, so I reached out to Josh and he was all for it. So I put him into contact and, you know, came the next day. So am I getting this right then that, that the
0: it started the communication started with you then. Uh and Josh, you heard from Ron Biga then. What were your plans after you finished up your collegiate baseball season? Did you know what you're gonna do next?
2: Um I had no idea. Uh, obviously, keeping in contact with uh, Zach, you knowing he was up here, I mentioned to him. Because he, he came around home in the offseason, season. And he'd work out with uh, the guys at school. So we kept in close contact then. And uh, we had discussed about you know the possibility of me maybe coming up here if things didn't work out with um, uh, the draft and stuff like that. And uh, we had expressed like um, the opportunity of me being here and the potential of being part of this team. And you know things just clicked in the right time, and Zach gave me a shout, and you know obviously I was still interested in coming up here and playing. So Nova
0: Southeastern, I, I have to be honest, is, is a school I wasn't all that familiar with a couple of years ago, and now it seems like baseball players are everywhere. It's a great program. Obviously, you won the national championship last year, but uh, I feel like the Frontier League is loaded with Nova Southeastern alums. You guys have seen a lot of your ex-teammates this year, haven't you?
3: Yeah, it's been. Uh, I was just uh, actually pointing that out to someone on the team. Uh, yesterday we got Zardone at third. He's a Nova guy. Washington had two Nova guys earlier this year. Um, River City River just City's picked got up got two guys. River yeah. City's got two. I mean, that's kind of how it's been in 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 Major League Baseball and minor leagues as well. Um, when I first got to Nova, it was kind of transitioning from being like a bottom tier, not bottom tier, but middle of the pack team SSC wise, conference wise, and they've kind of taken off and we got big leaguers like Mike Fiers and J.D. Martinez and Carlos Esfaya and Miles Michaelis. So, I mean, they're just putting Nova Southeastern on the map and it's showcasing that, I mean, this small Division Two down in South Florida can really play.
0: Jake, you, uh, you didn't go to Nova Southeastern, uh, so you're the outcast here. Uh, I am too, I suppose. I also didn't go to Nova Southeastern. But uh, you've been around the Thunderbolts for a while. We talked about the fact you're a veteran. You've been with the team. Now this is your fourth year with the team. You get guys coming in like this. Zach Westcott last year was in his first year with the team. Josh Click this year is in his first year with the team. What's it like welcoming new guys to the pitching staff like that? How do you greet them as the veteran on the staff?
1: I mean, honestly, I try to make them as comfortable as possible. I don't want them to come in here and try to do too much or – you know, just try to understand it's st- the game itself is still the same, even though, you know, you're at a different level. The game itself is still the same. So, you know, go out there and give it your best and not worry about outcomes and be able to focus on each pitch and execute pitches. And, you know, guys like this come from a small school, I don't. it doesn't matter. Honestly, I've played with guys from every different type of school and I've played with amazing athletes everywhere, if that makes any sense, you know, and – these guys go to prove that it doesn't matter what the level of school is. You can – there's great talent anywhere.
0: What's the hierarchy like on the pitching staff? Is, is there anything to being the veteran? Do people come to you?
1: Uh, Yeah, for the most part. I mean, you got guys like Loken well, who played at a high level and, you know, Chapman, guys that have been around it for a little bit, if rookies have any questions or anything. But for the most part, it's pretty open. I mean, it's pretty open – we have you know gr- little group talks while we're stretching and stuff like that. And if guys need have questions or need help with anything, they always come ask and we're always open to sit there and talk about it.
3: Going back on the uh, how uh, the leadership towards rookies and how you kind of welcome rookies, um, I have played for a couple of different teams where there's different views than that we have in the clubhouse. Um, they kind of give rookies a little bit harder time. Mm. Um, which is fun here and there, you know, it's, it's, it's just joking around, building camaraderie. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, here, we're out here trying to win. I know every guy in that clubhouse is trying to win right now. So when you're coming in new, you're a rookie, I mean, you're getting your feet wet, you're getting thrown into the fire. I'm trying to make it as easy of a transition as possible. And I know I've seen that down the line with guys like Logan Sol and Fisher, all of them. They try to make you as comfortable as possible right when you get in. So that you don't, so that you could just focus on the task at hand while you're here in the in the first place.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's not, it's not as a veteran, and the longer you're around this game, the more you understand. It's not about sitting here and playing the vet rookie card where you pick on the rookies. That's not the most important thing. Because the most important thing is winning ball games, you know. And that that's a part of the clubhouse camaraderie. It is fun, you know. We'll throw jokes out to the rookies every now and then, and and and, you know, just kind of say, you know, rookie, make me a sandwich type stuff, but you know obviously kidding and joking around but sometimes yeah i mean you you look
2: at our veterans and like all of them have a great sense of humor obviously you can hear jake (laughs) making a few jokes here and there um but you know their personalities really make it easy on us rookies you know fitting in like obviously i look to jake and zach and loke and Saul for you know a little help you know when i'm in trouble um they're definitely great guys to turn to just their personalities their sense of humor makes it very easy to talk to the guys you don't really worry about seeing them as like oh they're a veteran you know probably should stay out of their way they're really mm-hmm. welcoming they're really they're really towards helping other guys out instead of just looking out for themselves uh, so you know it makes it really nice in the locker room
1: and for the most part i feel like guys that are have made it up this level of pro ball have played around guys that kind of had a negative impact by not being kind of open with everything and being inviting and, you know, trying to make guys comfortable. And I've I've played in environments like that, and it just kind of, like, it threw me for a loop. It's like, why would you ever want to make guys uncomfortable? I mean, I understand, you know, mental toughness and stuff like that, but there's a time to be mentally tough and a time not to, and I don't feel like you should have to try to be mentally tough in a clubhouse. Baseball is a
0: game I've always felt, like, from the time that I've spent around it, it seems like seniority is more important here than – almost any other job that I've ever been around, where the guys who have the most years get the most perks. Does that, is that something that, that you've noticed? And if so, is it a good thing or a bad thing?
1: I think, I believe it's a good thing. I feel like you gotta earn your stripes to certain things. I mean, then that goes along with it. When, I mean, when you're a rookie, <clears throat> you carry the bags. I mean, you gotta do certain things. You know, you gotta carry the, the BP buckets and stuff like that. It's part of the job. We all have to do it and everybody's had to do it. That's played pro ball. It's just like anything else, like freshman to senior. I mean, you earn your stripes along the way. Whether, no matter your talent or anything, there's just, that's a part of it, you know. And when you're, and it's just a fate, it's a, you know, a revolving door. It's going to happen when this this guy's a vet one day, he's going to have rookies, and I'm sure he's going to, knowing his personality, he's going to be a great leader and invite guys in, but he's also going to joke around with them. You know, and that's just how it goes. It's funny because,
2: uh, I mean, Zach can agree with me. Our college coach, you, you, he used to say, "Stay in your lane." You know, that's one thing that's really stuck with me. You know, as a rookie, obviously you got to stay in your lane. You can't go out of your reach. Like, you know, you obviously you got to do certain things, and like you look at, you look up to guys that are veterans, and you see obviously they've earned that. So this is something that you have to earn. You can't just come in here, guns blazing, and think that everything's handed to you. You got to earn what you get, and uh, you know, it's part of the part of the cycle. You stay in your lane, and then you make it up, as the way it goes.
0: Understanding that it's all in good fun, Josh. What's uh, the best sort of hazing that you've gotten this year with the Thunderbolts? <laughs> you know,
2: actually, it came the other day from uh, Jake. Obviously, <laughs> uh, playing at Joliet, it's not turf like it is at home. It's on clay, so we, we use metal cleats. And um, you know, I was in a hurry. I got I got here late to get on the bus. I was in a hurry, and I only packed my turf. I didn't pack my metal cleats. So you know, we're there, and uh, Jake didn't start the day, so I knew he wasn't going to use his cleats and you know similar feet size so i asked jake if i could use his cleats and uh immediately he's joking with me he's like nah man you know maybe you should pack your stuff be more careful with your stuff and i'm like man like i'm just trying to get some cleats (laughs) and he's like he's like be more careful get to the bus on time you pack your stuff and obviously he let me borrow his cleats because that's kind of guy that jake is but he's he uses it as a learning moment you know yeah, it's it's a joke and it's funny games. And obviously I know that because that's his uh, sense of humor. That's his personality. But, um, you know, that's probably the first thing that I've gotten all year. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Was there a plan B if he didn't let you use his cleats? Did <laughs> you have
2: somebody else to wear the same shoe size as you? No, I was just going to wear the uh, the rubber cleats that I had.
1: Yeah. What's and, really and, and being the great – pardon me, Zach. And being the great rookie that he is, he did buy some scrubbing bubbles for me to clean the cleats. And he did spray powder spray in them. To make him smell good. Class act. Class act.
3: The funny part about this story is that when Josh first signed to this team, um, we were going to Joliet like the first week, and he asked me in the clubhouse, he asked me like one of the few guys that he <laughs> knew at the time, hey, man, is it turf or uh, or dirt? And I don't know what I was thinking, but I told him turf. So <laughs> the first time we went out there, he <laughs> <we> only brought his <laughs> turf, too. Yeah. <laughs> So once you get your shoe situation figured out,
1: <laughs> to go. Uh,
0: what's it like as a pitcher pitching on turf most of the time than going to a dirt mound this week in Joliet? Is there a, a big adjustment to that? Well,
1: Joliet's mound is really flat compared to most mounds in this league. And, you know, it's it's not something that should really affect you that much. I mean, we're professionals. Everybody has to pitch off the same mound that day. So you go out there and be mentally tough. But at the same time, you do get kind of comfortable pitching off turf mounds because the consistency and the ability to – you can change your direction on there and the landing is going to be consistent every time, you know, and then you go to dirt and you guys kind of get holes dug here and there and so it becomes a little bit more consistent and you got to really find your step and focus on where you're stepping. But other than that, you know, I mean, it's all baseball no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it's I
3: see it as more one of those uncontrollable factors yeah. like the weather, the umpires, you know, why are you even going to fill space in your head or your thought process or your focus on even – putting any any thought into that. You know, you're going to have to deal with it
1: one way or another. Mhm. Control what you can control. You know, you can't control the mound. So,
0: have you had a favorite or a least favorite place to pitch in the Frontier League either because you don't like the mound, you don't like the surface, you don't like the way the ball carries there as a pitcher? Is is there a place that uh, that you like playing or a place you don't like playing in particular? Gateway Normal River City. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, see, last week, last week I had three
0: hitters on with me and I got
1: the exact opposite responses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I imagine I, so. I'm sure they were saying that's the places they'd like to hit. I love well, the they, all, they all surprised
0: yeah. me. They all said that they like hitting here, which I the know. numbers don't really bear that out. It's not a hitter's ballpark.
3: I like throwing here. I like 92. throwing at Washington. I like throwing at Southern. Those are probably my three favorite mounds. I
1: I would have to. I like Schaumburg. I like here. Here, obviously. And then I like Southern. Just I like the atmosphere and yeah, the Southern, ballparks, Southern especially. Thing. You know, and... No offense to those other teams, it's just they have really small ballparks. So. I've given up a, a couple of ones this year.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. I haven't
2: been to uh, every ballpark that these guys have been to, but to, from the ones that I have been at, you know, obviously pitching at home is one of the better ones, and I like pitching at uh, Southern a lot too.
1: Yeah. Really neat ballpark.
2: What about
0: uh, as far as playing on the road? Is there any place you like going? Maybe for any reason outside of the stadium? Any like that? The area around there you like?
1: I like Erie. You know, I yeah. like Lake Erie. I, I like the. We stay at a DoubleTree. I mean, yeah. the downtown area is really cool. I like the gym we go to. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of time to go out and do a whole lot, but for the most part, I like. I like. It comes down to the hotel and. Yeah. what you're able to do around it. And the Gateway imagine.
3: series for me is either a love-hate series because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be in the casino mm-hmm. that whole yeah. weekend. So you're either going to come when out up or down, and that's just... Yeah. Make a break for you right I know there. the tone
0: of your voice tells me that maybe you were down last yep, time. Yep, yep, yep. Coming <laughs> off, a,
3: coming off a, a bad one. Yeah, it's but either uh,
1: really cool... A really crappy. <laughs> I mean, mill no money.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. Uh, and there are a couple of places on the road where there's a casino. Gateway. You're at the casino. Yeah. Uh, and then River City. There's one right down the road as yeah. well. And yeah, you can tell how people are doing just walking down the hallway at the hotel. You know. Yeah. You know what people have been doing that, that yeah. weekend.
1: Sure. What about you, Terry? Let's let's turn oh. this on you. You've I, I've been around for four years, and you've traveled around with me just as so much. What's What's your favorite place to go? Let's
0: Actually, Lake Erie and Gateway are my two favorites. I like Gateway not because of the casino, but because you're a two-minute train ride away from downtown St. Louis. Touche.
1: I do like the walk. I enjoy walking the bridge. Honestly, I'm walking yeah, I've, done, to kinda that. I've done, done that. A lot too. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, All I right. went
0: out to Bush Stadium last time. Uh, they had a day game. And I, I didn't go to the game because uh, I would have had to leave after three or four innings because of the bus to the, to our game. But uh, just got to hang around in Ballpark Village
2: during the game was a lot of fun for couple
0: me. A couple of our yeah. guys
3: went to that game and had to leave after like three innings, yeah. two innings. <laughs> It didn't it. seem worth it. To yeah, me neither. I don't
2: know. <laughs> they did get a pair of nice socks, though. Yeah. Yeah. They
3: did get American flag, oh, Cardinal socks. So yeah, if I had cool.
0: known about the giveaway, maybe I would have I <laughs> spent a good time. they Get on your social
3: media. Oh, then, then again, they're, they're, <laughs> they're tweeting out giveaways, by the way.
0: They're, uh, <laughs> they're Cardinal socks, which I probably would never have worn <laughs> to begin with. Uh, you guys obviously are all baseball fans. When you watch uh, Major League Baseball, what are your favorite things to watch? Either teams or players or, or storylines that you like?
1: Honestly, this day and age, uh, I like watching certain pitchers, you know. I like watching pitchers execute their pitches in situations. And, uh, I mean, since I've been coming to Chicago for the past couple years, I have grown fond of the Cubs and the Sox, you know, just being able to go to those games. Wow. But being from Oklahoma – Wow. Hey. Being you from just, Oklahoma, we don't even, have a you team. You
3: didn't even just bandwagon the Cubs. You hopped on both the Chicago yeah, you jumped teams. jumped on both of them. You're though. the only person in Chicago right now who likes both the Cubs. But you're <laughs> the, <other laughs> you're the only person in Chicago the last five years who's jumped on the White Sox. Yeah, <laughs> True. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Marlins fan just being from my hometown growing up, going to games like that with my family. Um, but like Jake said, I mean, the older I get, the more I learn in my own personal pitching Experience or career, however you want to put it, I like I like watching other dudes perfect their craft, you know, and mm-hmm. see how they go about their business. And dudes like Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, you know, seeing how those guys who are at the top, how they're still every single day trying to get better. It, uh, I like watching stuff like that. Um, and then one of my best friends is is in the bigs with the Padres, so I'm I've been a pretty pretty hopped on the Padres <laughs> bandwagon if you could even call it a bandwagon, uh, <laughs> the last, like, year. I appreciate
0: that uh, you both threw out that you're best friends with a major leaguer, and also you avoided the temptation to name drop. So I'm yeah. impressed on, in both mm-hmm. regards. Uh, Jake, you played in the, the Dodgers system for a little while. Is there any connection there?
1: Like, do any
0: any players league? or people yeah, working absolutely. in the organization, people guy, that you follow?
1: Kyle Farmer actually just recently got called up, and he caught me in short season in Ogden my first year in pro ball uh he just made it up this past couple weeks and his first ab was i'm pretty sure it was his first ab he got a walk-off hit yeah
3: it was it was, it it was first,
1: first, AB. first ab walk-off hit which i was very impressed about he's a great guy if anybody deserves it, it would be kyle farmer i mean in that situation good dude hard worker and uh yeah also got a couple other teammates from the university of oklahoma that have made it up and you know, their careers are kind of blossoming at the moment. And it's you know, it's just fun to watch and keep up with watching guys do that.
0: I'm going to turn things back to, to the Frontier League and the Thunderbolts. And I guess this is more towards Jake and Zach because Josh wasn't here last year. But, Beat it, uh, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm interested in, in the dynamic with the pitching staff right now. Last year, uh, you had Will Flint as the pitching coach. This year, Ron Biga, who is the manager, of course, is also handling the pitchers. Do things change? And I don't necessarily just mean the style of pitching coaches, but the fact that it's now the the manager who's also <laughs> doubling as the pitching coach. You wanna?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's different. I mean, Will wasn't. They're different. They have different styles, and they they like to talk differently. Big is a little bit more reserved with his, his communication, and Will was more, you know, interior talking all the time. And, I mean, both have their own philosophies. But this year, I. I personally i like it more with the reservation you know beagle chime in every now and then when he really see something and i feel like we have good organization from our veteran leadership out there yeah you know with 100%. what we do we're a little bit more organized this year as a, a staff and
3: i think uh i think big has got a lot of feel um in terms of knowing who he's got in on his staff and in his bullpen and knowing the experience they have and what they know because um, he like jake said he chimes in when he needs to but he kind of lets the leadership of the staff run the staff i mean at the end of the day we're we got 12 professional pitchers on on the roster and every single one of them has probably had at least two to three really good pitching coaches over the years you know like it's practically 12 pitching coaches on your staff, and Biggert recognizes that, and isn't one of these coaches that's going to be, has to be 100% in the middle of everything. You know, there are days when he comes out, he says his piece, and he lets us go about our business, and it keeps it loose. It, it, it's it's made it a lot easier, I I think personally, to take care of what each individual needs to take care
1: of i second that as yeah. well i second that you know, obviously i wasn't
2: point. here yes uh here last year but you know <laughs> building on what they have to say like coming in as a rook you know bega obviously knows what he's talking about he, he knows what to do but he does give them a lot of freedom like when i'm throwing when i need to learn something you know i i can talk to guys like jake talk to guys like zach you know scott kuzminski when he was here i talked to him quite a bit uh Loken, so i talked to him quite a bit you know there's, it's like Zach said. It's not just one pitching coach. You can look to multiple guys on the staff. You know, and ask them questions and learn from them instead of just learning from one guy. So it's really cool how Biga handles it and how Biga goes about the business.
3: And and going off that, I mean, it's it's it says a lot about our staff too because we don't have any closed minded individuals on our staff. You know, every single person is open to loco coming up to you and giving you his thoughts what he saw his input you know it it it's it's very hard to get a group of guys together and not have this machismo like hey you mind your own business i'm doing my work kind of thing like we all are very open-minded we all get that if if jake comes to me and starts telling me something regardless of how it's approached or regardless of how it goes down like i know he's coming to me because he's trying to help me out he wants to see me having success. It's not It's not about, hey, look, I'm better than you. I'm more experienced than you. Listen to me. It's, hey, look, this is what I see. Yeah, and, no one's trying
1: to be a know-it-all out there. That's and a very it's, good point. It's
3: been re- like even with the younger guys, it's been great having younger guys and older guys just be, being open-minded, being able to receive criticism and advice and, and so, not always taking it, you know, but being able to take it in and actually – Assess the situation rather than just being stubborn and saying, "You don't know what you're talking about," which I've seen a lot of in previous years.
0: It's it's a veteran team. I'm sure that goes into it, uh, and much less so now than it was at the beginning
3: of the More year. More so position player wise, right? Though, you mm-hmm. know, we've our our bullpen especially lacks experience. <laughs> Not saying that that means anything or translate to success or failure because. Our rookies have come in and just shined, you know, thrown into the fire, too. It's been very rare that we've had an opportunity to get a guy his first couple outings up six, down six runs. You know, they've been thrown into seventh, eighth inning, up one, two runs. And and the time of done, year it is done unbelievable. And you know? the
1: position that we're in, those times that he's speaking of have all been very huge, important to us huge. and help us win ball games. So... I mean, hats off to the rookies yeah. for sure. I, I
3: mean, uh, uh, in a, in a very experience lacking bullpen with practically the only experienced guy now is is Brian Logansole, um, right? He's he's the only experienced player.
1: No, I'm experienced. No, in the, in bullpen. the, bullpen. In the bullpen. Yeah. Oh, the bullpen, is. bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. The I'm trying to think. Player.
0: There's there may be it it was, was one. It other was just him and Scott.
1: Yeah, there are fielders that
3: have previous professional experience, but they're still still rookies. rookies, Yeah, yeah. frontier league. You know, and, and, I mean, that's hard. You know, Brian does a good job running the bullpen, kind of keeping everyone in line, knowing. I mean, pretty much you kind of know who's going in at this point, at what point in the game. Um, But, yeah, hats off to those guys. You know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do when you lack experience down there. You know?
0: Yeah, it's got to be weird for you, Josh. You, you came in as a rookie straight out of college, and you were uh, the least experienced guy on the staff for all of about three or four days. <laughs> and then suddenly more rookies came. June, June was a crazy time. I've been here for a long time. I've never seen three guys get picked up by affiliated teams in the span of one week. The pitching staff almost entirely turned over. And then it happened again when Scott Kuzminski got mm. picked up uh, in late July, the last, last day of July. So just shuffling in new rookies all the time. And, and like you said, it doesn't seem like, for the most part, the pitching staff has missed a beat. That's got to be interesting to be a part of, to go out there, to go out to the bullpen and look around and see a new face all the time. And and, and yet still,
3: everybody seems to be throwing well. It's hard. And, and I mean, not just the bullpen. Two of those guys that got picked up were two of our starters. I mean, they were both technically rookies, but they were both pitched here last year, both had success here last year. They knew what they were doing. They had a little feel. So when you lose two guys like that, it's not like college where you got five days off in between series, and you got some time to find some guys. You still got to play tomorrow, and you got to find a guy to plug that spot. So now, now you're bringing in a you got to fill a rookie spot. It's probably going to be a guy fresh out of college. Now you're bringing in a guy who's got no professional experience. You know Re- that really hurt us. I feel like a lot. Um, it,
1: it did. I feel like we made and it. And our bullpen
3: picked us up, and our bats picked us up huge. You know, bats I and defense have been outstanding
1: even with that spot i mean now we picked up will from gateway land will Landsheft who i think gonna i think that was a huge pickup by okay. Biga. i feel like that's a great pickup for the push for the playoffs and uh tj another rookie that Has is been, in the starting yeah, rotation that's been stellar really he's done start. nothing but get better and Two better really with each start starts. which is the name of the game i mean you the goal is to try to get get better each day and And he's showed that he could do that, you know, which is is what being a professional is all about. And uh, I'm excited to watch the next couple games, honestly, with TJ going and then Will going. A lot of it stems from the
2: top, too. Biga really brings in great guys not only on the field, but locker room guys as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can see with all the rookies he's bringing in, obviously, the pickup of Will. Biga really knows what he's doing when it comes to that. And it helps. With him bringing in guys that are great locker room guys so we all mesh whether we're rookies veterans doesn't matter we all mesh we all communicate and uh you know i really think it sends from the top absolutely absolutely
0: we're coming down to the last few weeks of the season uh we've talked a little bit about it already the team is in the middle of a playoff race right now which is thrilling from from my vantage point i love calling meaningful baseball late in the season from where you guys are, are sitting right now. What are some of the the personal goals over the last few weeks of the season, and where's the mindset at in regards to that playoff race?
1: First, First, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
3: Honestly, I feel like personal goals kind of go out the window <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Besides giving your giving your chance, taking care of your your job, and giving your chance from the pitcher's perspective, giving your chance to team to, uh, your team a chance to win. Um, I mean, yeah, in the beginning, we're we're pushing each other. Or you, you, can, you bet you can't go CG next out. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're we're making little personal goals like that. But I mean, now I I feel like now that we've got the playoffs in our sights, it has gone completely. I don't care how it happens, but we better win today. You know, I've been I've been taking losses. Have been I've been taking them way way harder over these past mm-hmm. two
1: weeks. Absolutely.
0: Josh you were uh, not playing you were hurt last year but you were part of a team that went on to win the national championship this is much different it's a much smaller scale in that it's not national championship it's just one league but it's also a much bigger scale in that it's professional baseball it's not college how does this compare to that
2: um, <clears throat> you know it's even though it's not a national scale a championship is a championship and whether you're on a team in the front frontier league or you're still in college you know you still want to win the championship of that league. Um, Obviously you're gonna do whatever it takes to get there. But to me it's it's similar. You know, obviously I'm lucky enough to be able to pitch a part of this team instead of, you know, watch and be a part but not be able to be on the field of my college team. So, um, you know, this one takes a little more pride because I'm I'm able to pitch, but you know, it doesn't really matter to me whether it's college or just Frontier League or whatnot, a championship is a championship and you know, you're gonna give your all no matter what.
0: Well guys, we're about out of time. So I really want to thank you all for joining me. I'll let you know uh, right here on the record, you are all very welcome back anytime that you want to do this again. But uh, thank you very much for the time, and good luck out there the rest of the way, as always.
1: Thank you, Terry. I appreciate Thanks, it. are hot. are hot.